0: We want better schools. We want them now. Stand in our way, and you'll catch these eight black hands with Ancrum, Cole, El Elmecky, and Stewart. Join us now for an hour or more of talk on education and culture. Welcome to another episode of the Eight Black Hands. We don't have eight black hands today. We have four black hands. It is me, Citizen Stewart, and it is Charles Cole. Dr. Charles Cole, how you doing, Dr. Cole?
1: I'm doing well, man. Excited about this show.
0: Yeah, this show is like something that's a little out of the norm for us. This is different. We're not just talking about your normal, typical education issues. We have something different. There was a very unique conversation that happened in this past week on Revolt TV. And if you don't know what that is, it's Revolt.TV. This was uh, sponsored and funded by Sean P. Diddy combs in new york and uh uh it was a fantastic setup because these were a selection of black people that you would never see on one stage so first of all i just want to say shout out to jeff johnson for doing an amazing job of facilitating this very different and open discussion that went from right wing to left wing you had on the same stage you had um rapper killer mike and ti and uh, and surprisingly, Candace Owens, right, um, who is uh, a big supporter of Donald Trump, and um, you know, obviously, she represented that there. You had a couple of other people there. Um, um, you had uh, Katrina uh, Pearson um on 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 the stage too, and uh and someone steve pargett i think from the dream defenders i tweeted this out just because i thought it was a unique conversation i rarely see this selection of people getting together in one place and it got spicy in different parts but i figured the only person that i knew who would really get why this was a big deal would be my my homie here dr cole so when you watched it Mm-hmm. what did you get out of it man what do you think of this discussion what were some highlights for our, our listeners to to check out
1: i think one man i actually think that we've just gotten so far away from actual debate as a society like people had their sides picked and drawn out before any real conversation even happened so kudos for them to have people that disagree and to get them a platform to actually engage in debate um so i i really like that i think the things that I don't know if things really stuck out because I kind of paid attention to a lot of these people already uh killer mike being one of them but I do like that you know i don't i'm not a person i'm not a candace Owens fan uh but I like that she was up there and, and got an opportunity to have a voice and um I think it was good that all of them had a voice and I wish that we actually would have more debate conversations like that. I, it, it actually makes me think, and we didn't talk about this beforehand, but I think you can kind of agree with me. I, the same way I just saw that stage happen, I'd actually like to see something happen similar with Sean King and DuRay, Um, as opposed to just super long, medium blogs that I just that that feel like I'm reading like a tale of two cities. Cause that's how long they are. Right. Uh, but I, I'd be interested to actually see them have an actual debate, um, because I just think that that's a powerful way to actually exchange ideas. So I was happy that it happened.
0: Yeah. And for listeners, I should say it, uh, it also had uh, Tamika Mallory there, um, who was the person from the Women's March, who um, who has been attacked a lot for having an association with Farrakhan. So. That, so in that you can see you have a really wide uh, selection here to your point charles i think they said multiple times that this type of conversation is one that needs to be taken off offline and people need to just talk about what's a black agenda for once not your party, not your perspective, you know, what, which leader you follow and all of that. But black people, especially when it comes to power and the vote, should be having a different discussion. Mm-hmm. Um, what's, when you look at something like that, though, we can say that this was a good conversation and it's people that don't normally talk to, to each other. But did you come out feeling any kind of way differently about someone, for instance, like Candace Owens, than you would have going into this?
1: No, nah, not necessarily, man. I, I I'm not I'm not one of those people that's surprised that like black folks can articulate themselves even if I don't agree with them, right? And I think mm-hmm. that, you know, I don't think she'd be in that I mean I I, I think that she has always been able to kind of articulate and kind of rebel rouse and, and and get people upset. I don't agree with many of the things that she says. So but I, I think that she is good at presenting her stuff in a way that she needs to. Mm-hmm. Um, so, no, to answer the question. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's the same. Right, yeah. yeah. How, did, how about you? You know, so
0: no, I think, cause first of all, I just feel like she's very performative, right? Like right. I, I don't feel like any, like I love a black conservative who actually has some sort of pedigree to the, the ideas of what makes you a black conservative, right? Right. Uh, and then there's some of these people I just feel like are facile, shallow, uh, inch, inch deep in all mouth. And I think that that's what she is. Um, she does the, the, the angry black woman of the right thing really well. She, she cuts you off and talks loud and, and gets the talking points in. But, you know, I want to ask you about this with her is like, what is interesting is T.I. and her even agreed on some things like there were moments when him and her were agreeing. It eventually broke down. But, you know, uh, Killer Mike stood up and basically told the crowd, like, the one thing we're not going to do is disrespect this sister. She's going. we are going to be able to have a conversation. So so knock it off. Basically, I thought that was dope. Right. Yeah. (laughs) One thing that's a problem for us, though, and I don't know if you caught this part they'll talk about things like injustice to black people. Um, And by them, I mean like T.I. and and Killer Mike, Uh, economic injustice and police injustices and whatnot. And she'll jump in and counter with we shouldn't even be talking about that. That's not really a problem. The real problem is fatherlessness and, right. uh, and, uh, and schools, these bad schools. And then she'll throw out the thing that just makes it really hard for us. she should be like, we should be talking about fatherlessness and more school choice. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> and at that moment, I'm just hearing the, the black support for school choice just drop through the right. floor. <laughs> right?
1: right. Because, like, yeah, because you know why? Because messenger matters more than it probably should. And when I grew up, right? A lot of my lessons, a lot of my life lessons came from, you know, many of the lessons I learned in life came from crackheads. Many of the lessons that I learned in life came from like prostitutes or people that I saw on the corner. And I think that you know, whether whether it's a scholar that tells you or it's a dope that tells you that two plus two equals four. The answer is still four. <laughs> four. <laughs> so I think. that. So I, I think that we spend a lot of time looking at who the messenger is and not necessarily the message. And that could be really dangerous because we live in a time where nobody is perfect, but people are acting like they are. And I just think that is really dangerous. And so. I should be able to hear a message from multiple perspectives and be like, okay, if that's a fact and that's a fact and like, here's where I agree with you and here's where I don't like, we don't have, we've lost that ability to actually engage in intelligent conversation at times. And so that's why I think that this conversation was like important. And again, I don't agree with most of the stuff that, that, that Candace said, and I'm also guilty of what I just condemned. Right? Like it is difficult for me to hear from certain messengers at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It, it, it's just, it's just, that, and that's just human nature. Like it's just, you know, if somebody hurt your kid, right? It don't matter how smart they are, or how right they are. You gonna uh, fuck you? I'm about to like kill you. You know what I'm saying? So I just think that, like, but I, but, but, but this was a big move for Diddy to do and to engage. A popular culture in this stuff because yeah go ahead I I, I don't want to trail on but well I, no I was just gonna
0: like, ask you do you, do you think that they could have accomplished the same thing with having somebody who is actually a black conservative that isn't Candace Owen Candace Owens you know somebody who's just basically seen as kind of a, she's kind of a ploy in a way right. Could they have just put on some real intelligent uh, black people from across the spectrum rather than this so who I mean, you know, that's a good question. But, you know, I'd, I'd be <laughs> right. I mean, about. that's so the I'd be thinking about somebody. I mean, there's like, like there's you know, wool suited black conservatives, right? Right. Like, I'm like, sure there is. I just don't, don't know. I'm saying write deep and serious books, right? right. About it, right? And that's Shit, not me challenging don't you. Write nothing,
1: you know. Right. And that's not me challenging you either. By the way, I just want to be clear for the people listening. I'm no, just saying, no, i no, no. I just, I genuinely don't know who, like, who these people are. Yeah. The Paris cat from CNN, there. ain't. Are you? Are you? Do you consider yourself? Do you consider yourself a a black conservative?
0: Well, I'm definitely a libertarian. So, I mean, I think I partially qualify. Yeah, libertarian is like a biracial, you know, uh, uh, (laughs) uh, entity of sorts, right? Mm. Uh, Like, like, like a multiracial entity.
1: You know, actually, so uh, and I worked for the Democratic Party. Like, I am a co-founder of the Black and Democrats Oakland, uh, and helped co-found Black and Democrats San Francisco, and was a part of this group called the New Leaders Council, which is uh, highly liberal and, and did training and things of that nature. So, I mean. You know. you know why, libertarians, you know why we never win anything? Why? Because we don't, don't get care enough?
0: It. No, because <laughs> we don't we don't get to say what you just said. We're not very good collectivists. We're not very good joiners. So right. it's hard. It's hard for anarchists to ever win anything because it's like, <laughs> I'm an individual. <laughs> right. I was like, well, yeah, get some power doing that. Yeah, yeah. Let's see you get some power. Well, listen, this is one of the things that, you know, like I said, with school choice with her. You know, when she says it, I don't think it's good for school choice, not, yeah, not for marginalized yeah. communities. But then, you know, here's another fireback. So T.I. asked her, how can you support and align yourself with someone like Donald Trump? And um, both her and and Pearson uh, Pearson is someone that was on the stage also who worked for Donald Trump during his campaign, and both of them kind of said he's done more for Black people than any president ever has. And you know they had these very prepared lines, but they did say a couple of things that you know okay, so stand out. We're education people. They said that he's eliminated three hundred million dollars of debt from um, from HBCUs, and that came after the hurricane relief. So again, for listeners, three hundred million. That's not billion, but it's it's million. Mm-hmm. And uh, and it's a and they said he gave another hundred billion to opportunity zones and they're implying that both of these things were major giveaways for black people and that we should be grateful. What do you think about that is that is that a compelling argument to you?
1: Not necessarily to me. Um you know what I'm saying? I think that like I mean I think that for me it it, it isn't I mean, Donald Trump is just I think he's just so toxic and vile, right? That it's hard for me to do what I just said that we should be doing, right? And taking people at the things that's next to him. I think it's just maybe because I know that he don't really give a fuck about me or people that look like me. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. but again, okay. so I'm, a, but I'm, fan, but I'm but I'm an Obama fan, but I'm an Obama fan. I'm gonna listen, I'm an Obama fan, you know? right? And I can also yep. and I can also say like I'm having recollection, you know what I'm saying, like look. Like, Obama also, you know, other than telling us to pull up our pants and things of that nature, he did not mm-hmm. bend to the will of black folks the way that he bent to the will of other groups, uh, like the LGBT Q plus uh, group. Like, they got things out of Obama. Like, they, they were able to do that. What we got was speeches. And I still love Obama, right? I still actually... I think he was an amazing president. But if you ask me to like, yo, let's go down the line around what happened and what he did. You know, if I'm being honest about it. Right. Like I might be a little hard pressed. And that's just me like being honest. And, and, and if somebody if, if if I saw Obama tomorrow, I'm gonna be like, yo, man, like, I'm a, I'm I'm still like a fan. So, I mean, this is I think we have to do what I'm doing now, which is like calling out our bias, uh, being honest with ourselves and being honest with people and i think we got to just stop worrying about this cancel culture stuff which cuz i think that that actually drives a lot of how we engage with people well some people should be canceled <laughs> okay <laughs> <laughs> i mean it's just is time for some
0: people to go but i mean to your point that you just made ti and killer mike made points within it, within this that we should just be uh Uh, ruthlessly practical like we're not here to love any of these people these people aren't masters whether it's you know killer mike is for bernie and candace is for trump Mm -hmm. and and killer mike oddly enough is the one who made the point you know we don't have to love obama or hate trump or any of that stuff right we do have to ask is what do we get out of it right Right. like what are you passing so something like uh, i was you know when you were talking before i was going to say your house is on fire and, you know, 40 racists show up with buckets of water. Like, are you going to spend time thinking about that? It's racist that about to put your house right. out. Or are you about to just like take the water? Cause you're hella practical. Of course like, I'm you, taking a water. You, you, yeah. you, right. You could show up in hoods and shit with burning crosses on your back. You know, if you got some water, let's do this. Right. Um, but, but in this case, you know, Candace even raised a thing about criminal justice reform. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that, that got signed and passed through. And I, I'm amazed that it did. Just to be very honest with you, right. I think really the, honestly, the reason why they pass criminal justice reform is that they all think they're going to be in jail at some point, right? So they better pass it now, <laughs> when they get chance, right? So, um, but are you moved by that? Are you moved by a sense that we could be ruthlessly shrewd and don't care who gives us what we need as long uh, as given us what we need?
1: I don't know if we can, but I think we should be. I, I, I think the be. one thing that I do believe is I I have believed this during Obama's presidency before, I think that I learned this early. Uh, and I think it's in large part because of how I grew up that like I say, I'm gonna start, I say we're on our own all the time, but like, I don't know if any president is actually going to give us the things that we need to actually be successful. I think that a lot of this stuff has to lie with us. And we have to start making those things happen. So how do we do that? I think that we do need to have like black neighborhoods again. I think we do need to have a black power source. I think that we do need to have, you know, a black economic system. And that's not to say that to like discredit or just disc- or, or not allow other races to kind of be there. But I do think that we have to have some inherent power because I live in California where there's no more collective black uh Groups in California in the Bay Area. What do I mean by that? That means that there is not many voting blocks that are majority black folks. And in the most liberal state, right, <laughs> in the United States, um, it is not by accident that the voting lines. I don't the think most liberal state, though. I don't well, think I'm just saying in one of the either. most liberal states, right? <laughs> right? But I don't think that's by accident, right? And so, you know, I was saying this on the last show, like I've started to do research on where the black majority cities and what things actually look like in those places. And I think that. I think for me, I'm about to start making different decisions like around where my money goes and where my time and effort Mm -hmm. goes. Like I love Oakland. I will always love Oakland. Uh, But there are cities in Illinois. There are cities in Kentucky. There are cities in South Carolina where there are majority black spaces. And I I think it would be really interesting to try some of these experiments there uh, with like some actual power. So I I hope that didn't take us way off, but that's just how I've always. No, but, you know,
0: here's where I I will bring it back, though, because, you know, I'm doing some some study around uh, around liberal cities. Right. Um, And with kind of similar questions to yours, but a Candace Owens or a a Katrina Pearson or one of these other folks, Tamika, um, will all disagree on like how. How well we are represented in those black cities by our right. own people, for instance, and 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 Tamika's on the Farrakhan side, and she will question black politicians in black cities. Absolutely. And Candace is on the on the Trump side, and she will she will ask it. And for the thing that we care about, you know, some of the crappiest school districts in America are run by black people in black cities with black you know, with a black political class, and we can't move damn near anything in those cities that opens up, that liberalizes the, the options for families, his families more options or whatnot. A black superintendent will get his ass handed to him in a black city with a black mayor and everything. Oh yeah. By trying to be too much out front for, uh, and you've seen this. I have. Right. So this leads people like Candace and others to say, well, what do y'all got to lose? You know, you know, <laughs> um, I, I don't know if you saw this, but uh, Trump's approval ratings with black men is 15%. That's higher than previous. I, I, we said higher. this. I said this. Yeah. I, we, yeah. I think we have both said
1: this. I think that, listen, I don't think people going to be outside, like, uh, saying it out loud and doing a whole bunch of stuff, <laughs> no. but I think I, I've met them. I told you this. I There's a diner yeah. that I go to in Oakland almost like maybe two or three times a week, and there are two dudes in there that I've talked to, and I love these. They're like, they're like the great old dudes, and we talk sports and all that stuff. Right. And then one day, I told you, they like got, you know, it's a TV in there, and they let us control the TV. And they turn it to Fox News. I'm like, what you doing? Like, I don't want to watch this. Like, I found out the hard way that these cats are like diehard like Trump folks. Like, and, you know, this is part of the impetus when we started the Latino podcast because there is a lot of black and brown strife and and Trump is speaking to those black folks that are older that kind of are feeling that. Right. And I just think it's really interesting, which is why I think there should be more black and brown conversations together. uh, Because if we keep acting like things is hunky dory and everybody getting along, we ain't going to never uncover nothing. Uh, So I, you know, Hey man, I, I'm not surprised by that number and I wouldn't be surprised if it was actually higher.
0: You know um, where you are in California is the place where I first had uh, a black church member. Tell me that Trump was going to win before he did. And, uh, uh, me and my son who were talking to him actually walked away saying that dude's crazy. <laughs> That's never going to happen. And we kind of just brushed it off and he, he basically bet me. He said, you know, if he wins, if he doesn't win, come back and I'll buy you dinner type of thing. And he had told me that he was hearing from a lot of Black evangelicals for two reasons he was hearing from them. Now, this is somebody in LA, by the way. Mm-hmm. One was on the life issue, right? Like that, you know, Black conservative or Black, uh, not conservative, but Black church people are more conservative than the average population knows or ever gives credit. Credit to, and uh, and they secretly will vote for for life. But the other thing that he was mentioning was the black brown divide, right? Mm-hmm. And it's interesting in this conversation we're talking about. Um, Candace Owens raised the integration thing as like one of the main things killing the black communities. She's like, when you let in all these illegals who come in and take jobs and undercut the price of black labor and black wages and blah, blah, blah. And she just, this was a strong talking point for her. She went all in on this being a black issue, like mm-hmm. illegal immigration being a black issue. I have never really heard that much. Um, and I think we have to watch out for that. Um, but yeah, I think it's a ringing talking point for them.
1: I mean, I think it is too, but I also, I mean, there are, let me be clear too. I also think Candace is also like really full of shit as well. And I think that, like, <laughs> I do. I, I mean, I think that she, I think that she definitely plays it up. You know what I'm saying? But I yeah. think everybody on every side does. I think that's how like the money isn't in the middle. You know what I mean? The money is like being like super extreme. I think, you, you know, who I think is the most kind of in the middle pundit or, 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 or public voice that we have on this type of stuff. Chris Rock and Dave Chappelle, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I think that like mm-hmm. these are mm-hmm. folks that will mm-hmm. always give you multiple sides of a coin, right? These are folks that say I'm liberal about these things and I'm conservative about these things, or like politics is a selfish act, you know what I'm saying? And people can well, act. Chris right? Rock's a libertarian, and so is uh, so is Dave Chappelle. Has Chappelle come out and said he was a libertarian?
0: I think he did. Th- well, let's just put it this way: I, know I, I think you're him.
1: deducing. I, I think they...
0: you're deducing that he is. No, no, no! I think actual actual libertarians claim him.
1: I mean, yeah, I, I think that
0: I don't. People, I don't know if he's given them some money or if he's made donations or whatever, but he's definitely got all their issues. You know, he's definitely for all their issues,
1: pretty much. I mean, I just think that, like, we, listen, man, like we we gonna act like <laughs> if you make a lot of money. Like, remember, our, me and you were having this conversation. Remember when you were in my car and I had you listen to that J Cole song about like. Taxes. Like that that's a real thing, basically for the people that's listening. Uh J. Cole, who's a rapper and is an amazing rapper, has a song where he kind of breaks down uh the tax structure now that he has money. And now that when he realized that once he started making money and the government wanted half of it, and he don't get to make decisions about the schools and schools that's not teaching as well and, and people that's in jail, like I mean that's a powerful piece. Uh it's, it flies because it's J. Cole and it's hip hop. But that was a very uh I don't know. I mean, dare to say like a neoconservative kind of message around like, hey, if I'm giving you this money, I need to have some control over this. And this is what I think. I think that that's not a I wouldn't call that a conservative or liberal thing. I think that that is, oh, I got some money now and this is going to hit me in a different type of way. I think that people are having different type of conversations. I, I, I really do.
0: Yeah, well, when people get that first money and they find out that 50% of it's going to go to a government that, that, that never loved them, they become libertarians real quick, right? Right. Like you would too. You you get your first million dollar check and you're looking down at $500,000, you know, something happens, something well, and you changes, you know.
1: Yeah, and I'm looking at how to, I, I mean, I'm going to be honest with you, right? I'm looking at, oh, okay, but this is a pro-business com- country. Uh, oh, okay, instead of giving you 50%, if I actually write off this stuff or I donate here or I do that, I got a little bit more... Con- control over it. Like I I understand, I understand those things. I also understand like that we're, like I said, very pro business, right? Like the importance of having an LLC or a company or whatever the case is. Mm -hmm. But I think as we, as we even relate their conversation, right uh, back to education, you know what I'm saying? I don't, I think we got to get past this paradigm, this false dichotomy of, um, like, I like to call it a radical binacity. Like, it's either this or that, right? Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> around... Because <laughs> it's bullshit. Call it black. You could get with this or you right. could get with that. because <laughs> I think it's bullshit. And I yeah. think that, like, it's okay for you to kind of say, look, man, if I'm paying for this education system, like, it needs to look a lot different. And I want to have some choices and some options. And I don't think that it's actually a conservative notion. I think that it's actually... It's funny, right? I think it's actually a pretty liberal kind of notion to say our public system should actually offer choices uh, for people uh, because we actually are not that, we don't want to be paternalistic and tell people what they need to do. Like, it, that's why I get so confused on the choice argument, right? You can't, how can you be the most liberal people that say you love people and you respect people as human beings, but as soon as they make a decision you don't like, you want to silence them and you're done with yeah. it. Like, well, then does make a question
0: Do you think that it's possible that the reason that you have so much underclass support for public schools as they are is because there's almost a welfare mentality about it? Like, like if you don't pay taxes, like the majority of taxes are paid by by people that make over a certain amount of money. And it's actually more than most people, you know, like, like the amount of money, the people who pay the majority of the taxes are like, you know, 40% of the taxes are rich you know, either rich or wealthy or what we consider upper middle class, right? Okay. So when you're a person who's getting everything for free, the roads, the police, the fires, you know, fire department, everything, and but you got big ideas about what, you know, the way things should be or whatnot, of course you don't want anybody messing with your free stuff. If you got free public schools and the teachers there are telling you that like somebody's trying to rob you of your thing, like this is yours. Right. Like they're pretending it's yours, right? Right. I can see where it could be alluring to be like, like I could see like once you become J. Cole and you mm-hmm. get that paycheck, you start asking questions about, wait a second, where the hell's this money go? Right. What and i doing with my
1: money? Right, I think you actually hit it. I think you answered the question towards the end, right? Like, um, you know what I'm saying? I, I think that what we do is we put on a jersey. And when I put on that jersey, right, whether it says the Bulls or the Bears or Democrat, right? There are just- Or a real team,
0: Right, there's the jersey. You can pick a jersey with the actual team. Like,
1: but go ahead. (laughs) But I I think, and and I I think that there are things that come along with wearing that jersey. So I think we're talking about things in the ether, right? This is what happens with a lot of politicians that people don't understand. A lot of politicians they have like two or three issues that they might know really, really, really well, and Mm -hmm. then the rest of the stuff Mm -hmm. is party line. And I think that that's kind of an issue. You know what I'm saying? And so it's like. But when you actually take the, the, the up speak away, when you actually take the party line stuff away and you are just talking to a parent about what mm-hmm, they want for mm-hmm. their kid as far as school mm-hmm. is concerned. You're just talking to somebody who went from being poor to now actually having money and mm-hmm. now are getting taxed differently. And you ask them mm-hmm. general questions, you get different type of answers. You know what I'm saying? And I think that mm-hmm. that's, that's what we kind of have to do. And I think that's why this podcast is powerful because I could give a damn if you were Republican, Democrat, or whatever. I actually at this point, like education is so bad that if you caping for like any of that mm-hmm. stuff with no recourse and you just like anything is just super blanket, I can't I, I can't really even take you seriously in that sense. Do you think this so, would be
0: different if we made everybody pay something for the schooling? Like if it wasn't dollar free, it's never going to be free. Education right now isn't free. Public mm-hmm. K-12 isn't free. Like it's right. paid for. And we all pay into the kitty. But can you imagine if we made everybody pay something, at least a subscription fee <laughs> to the public <laughs> education? Do you think people would act differently if they, were, if they had some money involved?
1: You, you know what's funny? You know, that liberal group that I said that I joined, I did training for me, the New Leaders Council. They make you pay mm-hmm. like they, they they give like they make you put down a down payment to mm-hmm. make sure that you actually value it, which mm-hmm. is interesting. Right. Like which is kind of against mm-hmm. like
0: <laughs> the whole I'm notion of up. the piece. I'm going to steal from you on this just so you know, because uh-huh. actually I think we're coming up with something here. The way to make people actually interested in something, because you know what? Acorn used to do that. Mm-hmm. No matter how poor you were, you had to give five dollars a month or something. Ac- yeah. Acorn was a membership organization, and to be a member, even as a poor person, you had to at least give right. five dollars a month.
1: Right now, do I think that that should that 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 it should have to be that way? I don't know. I'm not going to say that. Right, and I'm and I, and as somebody who grew up Tell on welfare, yeah. well, I just because because I think that I don't want to I don't want to spread a fallacy that people that don't, that are not actively paying don't care because there are a lot of people that actually care. Like when I was growing up, like there was this cat, Sam, when I was at the boys club and just was so invested in me. Um, even though my school was trash and all that stuff, man, like really just kept me like out of trouble and cared. Right. Like I, I wasn't paying into him. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like it was just, you know, he grew up similar and was like, and really invested like me, like when I work with young people, the one, you know, like I'm really invested in a different kind of way and those kids aren't necessarily paying. Um, And I think that there are people that I've met that like are really, you know, that that are capable and are like, look, this is not a, the best education system where they get home and their kids get home and their parents are like, look, you about to stay, stay at this table and you're not leaving this table because education is important. So I don't want to say, like, I, I think the reason why I have to be careful with that, right, is because, again, people have lost the the, the ability to have nuance and they will take this and say, Y'all saying people don't care about education if they poor. And that's not what we're okay, saying.
0: So, so, right. So, so I so, just like to tell the truth regardless right. of what dumb people are going to say about it. So, so, so right. what I'm asking, really what I'm asking mm-hmm. around, like, cause I get that dumb people say stuff about things that ain't true when you say it, but, but, but cause you know, we all care, we all care about everybody getting an education. But the novel idea that I'm playing with right now too, is there's dignity in actually paying for what you get and knowing that you're like, you can, you can like right now, the reason people get treated the way that they get treated is because they're considered to be like nobodies. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, I think it changes the relationship of an institution when you can show up as like, like, like when I get mad at a customer at a restaurant, people like fall over themselves for me because I'm paying for it. Right. Right. they do not not because I'm me. They don't care right. about me. They right. don't care a damn about me. They care about the money I'm giving them. Right. Right now we give the schools the money without the parent ever touching it. Mm -hmm. Right. Like the parent doesn't have the right to take the money somewhere and it'd be like, listen, you don't want to take my phone call right now. You could do that. I I take my money with me Mm -hmm. right now. They're doing all that through government. Right. So they don't have to care about you. You don't have to take your phone call, answer your email, nothing. I bet you they would start doing it if a bunch of parents Oh, I agree.
1: I, I mean, it's, and this is the thing. I agree, right? And I also agree that we do have the money, right? And I mean, you've talked about this. I've said this. And a, a bunch okay. of other people say, and they think, I think people just write us off because it sounds ridiculous, but it's really not. If black <laughs> folks, it's all decided. If 8 million black families just decided, I'm not, not sending my deal. kid to school for a month um, and all that ADA got lost. I think things would actually change. And I think
0: it's an October date. They would have to keep them out past like October 15th or or something.
1: Yeah. 40 day Uh, count or something like that. Right.
0: Yeah. And so
1: like, and I probably miss said that, but y'all know what I'm talking about. And I think that like, you know, and I think to go back to the, to the panel, you know, Killer Mike said it really well, like y'all arguing over which master is better. And I, listen, I don't think that there should be, I don't wear a jersey for traditional schools, charter schools, private schools, anything. I actually mm-hmm. think you should be competing for me. Everything worth value in much of my life. I won't say every, every, every single thing, but most things of value in my life, mm-hmm. like the provider that I got it from competed for me. Okay, when let's I talk bought about my that. car, let's they competed for me.
0: Mm-hmm. When you got your phone, what was the competition? Who was right. the competition? It was AT&T. It was Sprint. It was singular okay. and it was so Boost if you cares. ain't had no money. Okay, right. The <laughs> actual device in your hand, or the competition there—Apple, right samsung
1: uh, right. That's really a, a, the only not really Black, Blackberry. Well, Blackberry Google. used to be big in the game, yeah. One Google, Google. After, yeah, yeah. But but, but, I'm, but and it changes. And, and look, yeah. but the thing that's important about what you're saying, right? And it changes over time. There was a time right. when Blackberry. Reign supreme. There was a time when Nokia reigned supreme. When they supreme. were ahead,
0: when they were right. ahead on technology. And the right. moment they fell behind, someone else
1: took their place. And right? what yeah. did we do? And we made different right. choices, right? I don't have a Nextel phone. Right. There's not a right. Nextel phone in my pocket right now. No, right? So one, why, one 10 feet away from me, though, right now. I got a closet with three minutes. Right, problem. right. But you, but, but you ain't using it, right? So what about with no. education, right? There might be a time right. where a charter school was the best option, or a private school, or, yeah. or that traditional school was the best option for what it was offering. But yeah. these things, have to, they have to like compete for me. Listen, I play video games. Uh, you probably don't know this part, but like Mad- Madden is a football game, and in one year NFL 2K came out and was around for a few years, and they dropped their price to $20. And the next year Madden got an exclusive deal with the NFL. So they could be the only people making a game and the game from then on has gotten bad reviews. But guess what I have at home? I got that damn game because it's the only one. And right? every year you get a, a new one sometimes. I get a right? new one and it's yeah. pretty much the same, right? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I, like I don't stuff. know this and I got, oh, you got go kids. all the way back to, yeah, come yeah. on now. But they they play Fortnite, you know what I'm saying? But, yeah. this, you know, but, no, no, but as no, no, a sports no. I've been a
0: dad since, 90s, bro. <laughs> oh, yeah, since 1990. Right. So, so You're so, so right. So you so spent years. you spend,
1: you spent more money on yeah. this stuff than I actually have. That's right. I'm an investor is what I am. Right. But like, but even then there's different systems.
0: But here's the tough kind of like place to go now then like with what you just said mm-hmm. on that stage, you had killer Mike on one side, you had Candace right. on, one on another side. Killer Mike is caping for who? Bernie Sanders. Mm-hmm. Candace is caping for who? Donald Trump. All right. right. One of those candidates believes that all of this should be in the hand of the government. There should be one choice. You get one choice. It's like spam. We're like, you get a can of spam. Everybody gets a can of spam from the government. Mm-hmm. The other one is like, nah, you should have Bacon. You should have pork chops. <laughs> you should have ham, honey roasted, regular, some with cloves in it and shit. And how's how, so? So, but the one who's at offering you the the many pieces of pig, <laughs> this is a bad analogy too. The one who's get offering you all of that is somebody you don't like and can't right. get with. The person who's an, handing you the one can of spam is somebody you're supposed to love.
1: That that's difficult. I mean, I think it's difficult, but I also think that. I don't look at it like that and I'm not dodging your question, but I don't think of it like that. What I think of is I I start from the place of the basis that we are on our own. And I think that when I create my own opportunities, um, and I do what I need to do both with and outside the system. Like, that's the way that I think about it. So I couldn't afford private school. I couldn't, you know, and charter schools were not a think when I was coming up. But what I did is I learned how to navigate a school system that did not teach me much. And when I got to college, I was not prepared. But what I learned from people around me, hustlers, after school programs and all that stuff was, how to put myself in the right position to have the opportunity. And then once I got in, then I was able to scramble and hustle. Let me give you an example. I graduated really high in my class. I had like a 383. I got to college. I was remedial everything, right? But I got in. I, got, I had to do some extra shit but I got in, but because but of how I grew up yep. and yep. I, because I, how I grew up, I knew that if I worked harder than everybody else, I could make something out of it. Or that's the lie that I told myself. And I wrote that lie to the end. I mm-hmm. barely got, I, I, I graduated decent GPA 3.1, 3.2. I applied to an MPA program to a grad school. I, I I had somebody write me a letter. I was the last person to get accepted into that program. And I don't know why they told me this, <laughs> but I I got in because somebody kind of called in the favor. Now, once I'm there, it don't matter that I snuck in through the window. If I came through the front door, like I made the most out of it. And the same thing in my doctoral program, like I didn't go through the the same means that everybody else went through. The person from my MPA program who really liked me and saw how I worked, told me that I was going to do that doctorate program and like set me up to make sure that I got in. Right. And like these things are not. This is not conventional. You know what I'm saying? Like like we It's we not conventional,
0: at- but like listen to what you're saying right now though. You still at this point are I'm not I was about to say you have to, but you don't. But let's mm-hmm. just roll with the possibility. But you still possibly have to pick a presidential candidate. At this point, all of what you you just said is backstory and I get it. I understand. But now what that does is bring you to candidates and some of them are offering you and your people, something and some of them aren't. Some of Mm -hmm. them are easier to swallow than others. Right. right? And the difficulty that I'm seeing right now is some of the things that we really need are being offered to us by people that have really disgusting track records Mm -hmm. on a million Mm -hmm. other things. Right. And some of the people who, who are supposed to be our friends, are killing us in classrooms. Mm-hmm. No, I agree.
1: But this is where you and I divert, right? And we've had this conversation on yeah. this podcast and in private, right? Like, I remember how we had the conversation of single issue voter versus not single issue voter, right? So like, mm-hmm. I get that if somebody is a single issue voter, voter on education and like, mm-hmm. I can see somebody being troubled in that way. I'm not... Right. Like, so because because I have no faith, let me let me let me just be very honest, because I have no faith (laughs) in this education system, regardless of who is president. Right. Like, I think one of these people will end up blowing up the world. (laughs) And the other one will be actually a better steward over like our international community, right? So that's why I can never vote for like a Donald Trump or any of that stuff, because I think that overall, I think he is bad for the planet and people's lives. But I don't, I think uh, whoever is president, I think education is going to suck. I think that I have no other reason to believe that it won't. And I think that it's also because of the trauma. Listen, the trauma that I grew up with, man, you got to understand my psyche to understand how I'm thinking about this. And I don't know if I've ever said this on this podcast. Both my parents were on drugs and I was homeless, right? So if the two people where it's written in their DNA are supposed to take care of you and they don't and they can't, I don't expect, I don't. I just don't go through life expecting anybody to actually do anything good for me. When something good happens, it is, it is, it's a blessing and I'm happy for it or whatever, but I never expect it because if the people who birthed me and it's written in their code to love me and take care of me couldn't, then why do I expect this black person, white person, this president, that president, whoever, mm-hmm, to actually mm-hmm. do that, right? So that's, that's, that's listen, That's wanna,
0: very libertarian. That's very libertarian. And,
1: and, so I'm going to vote. Part of it. I know. mean, maybe, maybe, right? It I don't, is, I don't yeah. give it a label, right? But I just feel yeah. like this is who I like and this is who I would like to be there. I would like for a Democratic candidate to be there, even if Booker, by some stroke of fucking luck, which it <laughs> won't, right, kind of gets there, right? You know Not what I'm luck. saying?
0: It wouldn't be luck if he did it.
1: It it's would be robbery. Funny. It yes. would be, yeah. <laughs> (laughs) He has stolen the election in some kind of way, right? Russia has helped him. (laughs) Right, right. And I I would not put it past him. Uh, But uh, he has no (laughs) scruples, right? But but you see what I'm saying? So like, and then I know that I'm going to have to make do regardless because niggas got shot when Obama was president and niggas got shot when Trump was president. Uh, Martin Luther King got murdered and he wore a suit and spoke nice to white folks and cared about poor people. And Malcolm X talked about taking up arms and protecting yourself and that nigga got shot too, right? So that's just, and and that's how I see the world. And I'm sorry for people that's listening and are like, damn, that's just a really sad way to live your life. But I'm really quite happy because I don't get disappointed. You know what I'm saying? I can only be pleasantly surprised. (laughs) If you give me the CD for free, I only got to like one song. You know what I'm saying? The whole CD can suck, but if I didn't pay nothing for it, (laughs) I just got to like one song. So that's how I see the world. So I just thought that it was important to even frame like my psyche on it, right? Because I understand your psyche as somebody who went through, grew up the way you did and raise your first child and then like all that regret like like we don't you don't describe it like this but i hear so much pain when you talk about what you couldn't do your first son you know what i'm saying around education and it makes so much sense of how you are with your kids that you have now and even the time that you spend with your oldest you know what i'm saying but like your experience of how you see the world is colored by that stuff and i think that we end up well, putting, like everybody too, we you know, just judge a colored. lot of people without knowing they without knowing how That's they arrived at this point but you
0: do know like especially you haven't done social should work that you're like your family of origin issues are always going to be important people's backstories are important to what they do um but i'm like thinking very practically too like like killer mike in his show that we we were talking about on revolt tv people should google it look it up watch it please listeners i think he kept coming back to we have to have a practical agenda we have to have some demands and they have to be smart demands for what we want for our people, right? Regardless of, you know, cause he's basically saying, you know, to hell with your backstory. We all free, right? And we're freer than our ancestors ever were and have ever been. And we're not asking for anything. These candidates are coming around every four years and they're doing exactly what you said. They're setting us up for disappointment. Right. Possibly because we don't have an agenda. Mm -hmm. we don't have anything like what are we asking for right now if we had to like pull candace and killer mike aside and tell them sit in a room and come up with some shit to ask all the candidates that we're gonna ask them for not even ask for demand Mm because you know what we're we're the margin black people are the margin of difference between winning and losing anyways
1: Mm -hmm.
0: right everybody said that in this show right i mean we all you know one of those things around education and I have some I have a particular set of things you know you call it one issue and I am one issue but when it comes to our children learning and not going to jail and not like you know going into falling out of the workforce and all that type of stuff right. there are a certain set of things we should be asking for about teaching and learning Absolutely. instruction of school how schools are governed how responsive they are to parents the rights of parents right we should be asking for stuff right
1: yeah but I, but this is the thing though I think you can ask the right questions but I don't think you're gonna get I think you're gonna get right answers not real answers I mean we've there talked about be this question
0: they should actually be demands like Dr. Fuller and, and what's that other dude's name? Uh, Frederick Douglass. <laughs> um, <laughs> I hear he's doing really good things he <laughs> He's doing um, great things He's doing great things But Frederick Douglass You know Come on man It's the biggest cliche Now we've all heard it a million times That like power concedes Nothing without a demand So they shouldn't even right. be questions They should be just straight up Every time I vote for you And every time you see me I'm going to ask you for the same thing Over and over again Right And if, no, you, do, I if agree. you say you won't give it to me I'm going to probably give my vote To somebody who will
1: I mean I agree man I think that we have a collective uh, I think that we have collective trauma I think that like I think that I I represent, um, I mean, I have some, like, I mean, it's, it's actually kind of in my book and I'm not plugging it. Right. But like, I think that based off of how I have to, I've seen the world, it's hard for me to see it in any other way. So for instance, man, I grew up in some interesting places. I don't want to see any black kids killed. I don't want to see, uh, any type of violence or any of that nature, any, any stuff like that. Right. But I'm also like, like, I should not be the house that you rob because I don't care who you are, what you look like. If I got a gun, I'm going to shoot you to protect what's, what's in my mm-hmm, house, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so and people gun. can't hold. Um, I'm pro-protecting myself and my family, yeah. So that's um, pro-gun. You're getting more libertarian as this time goes on, just so you know. <laughs> just so you know, you get getting more and more libertarian <laughs> the further we go. By the end of this, you're
0: going to be talking about liberty and freedom and a whole bunch of other stuff right now.
1: I mean, I do believe in liberty. I, this is what I believe, man. I think that, like, like, this is the thing. Like, we have these talks about Killer Mike. Like, I have... You, do you remember... And a lot of people... You know what? This is so interesting about the public and the zeitgeist. Because Killer Mike has always been willing to uh, have conversations with anybody that has any thoughts, especially if they're Black. Do you remember last year when he went on uh, to, to the show on the NRA TV? with the other mm, black dude because yeah, he knew see, the dude. Me about so it, yeah. he went, right? And he was yeah. talking about, because he is a fervent uh, <laughs> gun rights person, right? Like he, he, he believes like Malcolm X, I'm not giving up no guns as long as the government got. them. Like that's what he believes. <laughs> and right. all these black people canceled him. And you know what he said on that show? Every damn thing he said on that stage. You know what I'm saying? And I just think that is interesting, man. That's what scares me. Like I live in a world where I think the person is smart. I think people are dumb. I think that a person can be like, can make the right choices for them and for their family. I think groupthink is dangerous and I think it is harmful. Like, listen, man, we live in a democratic society. We live in a a democratic society, right? And people keep talking about democracy, democracy, democracy. You know what else happened under democracy? Fucking slavery. Like, there was like slavery. And in a democracy where I represent 13% and I'm shrinking and other numbers are growing,
0: Reconstruction, right. Jim Crow. All, all and this happened. stuff. Those right. And
1: I'm not saying I'm not saying I'm anti-democracy, but what I'm saying is we find these capes to wear and we try to have these one size fits all type deals. And I think that like there needs to be a time where we do away with Democrat, Republican or whatever. And just ask the fucking question. Okay. Like, just ask me the question without me knowing what everybody else is thinking. Mm-hmm. What do you think? What do you think? What do you want to happen? Where do you want your kids to go to school? Where do you want your parents to die, right? Like, where do you, what type of healthcare system do you want? And are you willing to pay for that? And this is, a, this is what happens if we pay for this versus we paying for that. I think that's just the real world. And I watched my grandmother make real world decisions daily. I watched her pay a little bit on this bill and then pay off this bill But then this bill, we know we can get a month and a half behind on. And like, these are like real decisions that people are actually making uh, every day. And we have a lot of people that are in privileged positions that don't have to know or think about these things speaking for folks just because they got the same skin color or they on the same Democratic team or whatever the case is. Right. I just I can't believe it because I've slept in a fucking shelter. Four of them. Like I like I like, I don't know what you're talking. Like I don't know what you're talking about. Like I am I am somebody who watched people be, you know, brutalized and demonized during the crack epidemic, and now I've watched us. Listen, Jewel killed some middle class kids, and guess what? Don't exist no more. Like vape, like vapes are gone. You know what I'm saying? Like those kids didn't get demonized. Be, hey, I'm sure they like, will. You know, I'm sure they be will.
0: back at back alley vaping. Happens. Oh,
1: absolutely, so, so. right? Yeah, yeah. And I'm sure they will. But the point is, like, let's look at the opioids though, right? Like, like, the like, oh, it's not that you couldn't find compassion. You just couldn't find compassion for my black ass. Like, yeah. like, every like when you look at Oakland and you grew up in Oakland before gentrification. Remember San Pablo? Remember those places where it's like, mm-hmm. we just can't do anything about these places. <laughs> like these places are just gonna be like this. But when some white folks and some money came, actually it wasn't just white folks, but when young money came there. Like, it's amazing what we were able to do. So well, I just don't happens, have faith everybody. in
0: anything. That happens to schools. It happens to services, period. The services get better. Certain people move in and all the services start getting better. Police start getting nicer. Uh, you get a Starbucks, the coffee gets better. The internet gets better. More fiber gets laid down. Schools are better. Everything. When certain people come in because their they're being is currency. But this is probably a good good note to... um. A good note to end on. And if you have a final word, we should do that. Like a final word on this this discussion that was an important discussion that showed a broad range of black thought on one stage that people should go look at. What, what, what do you think? Uh, what's your I final th- word on?
1: It? Yeah, I think my final word is that I think you should watch the talk and I think you should turn off Twitter when you watch it. I think you should just watch mm-hmm. it and sit mm-hmm. with the answers and then ask yourself, right? Uh, without trying to think about what your friends would think, what they would say, like, what do you actually think? And be in in tune, as Cat Williams would say, be in tune with your own star player.
0: <laughs> <And laughs> your star and, player. <laughs> and, I, and I
1: think the other part, man, is that, uh, you know, this is a very different A Black Hand show, and it kind of makes me want to explore doing kind of these one-offs with you and mm-hmm. I, where we kind of veer on these kind of broader topics in a different type of way and engage in a different way, because I don't think people get to hear – uh you know, us have these type of conversations. Like I actually, like this, this, this conversation made me use a different part of my brain and tap into something different. So I actually appreciate, I mean, I miss the brothers on here, but I appreciate the structure that you set up for this episode.
0: Mm -hmm. And I think our brothers would have good things to add to this. Like, you know, it is good to break it down in in ways that our listeners and our friends could see more range out of everybody. It'd be good if he, even if they had this conversation. But, but I want to say to listeners, this is a good reason to Google it first. Google Revolt TV, Trap the Vote. It'll probably pull up a few different links, but each one of them will lead you to the video. And you will be able to watch this very unique conversation. What America needs to see and hear in these situations is that we say it all the time, Black people are not a monolith right mm-hmm. so here is evidence on one stage you get to see the range and you some of it's going to make you mad some of it's going to be right in the right in your sweet spot but you're probably going to find some stuff that's uncomfortable that you agree with too which I think is interesting and probably a good reason this is the reason eight black hands uh, works because I think we are in different places and people have said to me they like to hear four black men that are in different, different places that can still have a good time right. chop it up
1: right and just and just to be fair a lot of stuff yeah. that Killer Mike said on that stage like and is being like praised for it, and also he was being burned for a while ago like we've like we've taken <laughs> we've out <laughs> kind of all four of us, we've kind of said <laughs> these things before. Like, I mean, we've right. been saying, you are, we've we've been saying, how are the children for a long time? And we've been saying, you are, black people, you are on your own for a long time, so what you gonna do, right? Like, so, I'm just saying, man, I just think that we were kind of before our time.
0: But yes, you. You know, you. I, I think we were before our time, and, you know, I think we took his advice when he said, I'm listening to free-ass people argue about which one has a better master. I'm laughing because I'm thinking, well, He's caping for Bernie. None of us are for Bernie on this show yet. Um, mm-hmm. She was caping for Trump. None of us on this show are for Trump yet. <laughs>
1: there's no <laughs> yet there. He, I'm but, not.
0: So like, <laughs> right, right. You not. But but you know there's a potential that there could be a brother on here that 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 is you know it
1: ain't Talking me. About young but, Raymond. Yes. Uh,
0: I'm, not, I'm not even going to say it because he's not here to defend himself. <laughs> to say it's he possible. Was, that he was saying if
1: encourage. you were, he was saying about you if you wasn't here. I'm just saying no. But uh but yeah. nah man. But this well, was great listen, and I
0: appreciate it. He, he, he's a potential them your potential free college bernie person i'm a potential oh, yeah. stay at home and watch watch who wins person so we'll
1: see and, and i know you um, closed us like, out i know you closed yeah. us out sorry but i want to do what I do. ray does see now, I know. now you're doing but, Ray? but, but i want to but ready. i want to reiterate because i've said this before uh i don't love particularly bernie or elizabeth warren but if if either of y'all can make my college debt disappear listen i can't yes i we can talk. by the vote. <laughs> Absolutely. Buy the vote. Buy Absolutely. the vote. Yes. This is my point.
0: So, and and I, I want a presidential candidate who will be brave enough and stand up and say, everybody has to pay out their pocket for some of the school and their children get. Number one, when you have a baby, you should know up, up front, you're going to pay for it. Somebody's going to pay for it. You're going to pay for it. If it's $5, $10, $20, $100, because you're going to have some skin in the game. Nothing's free. There is no free lunch. Yes. And I think that would that would revolutionize the attitudes of people about education. Real quick, they would have a different attitude and posture. They would stop talking about, these schools are unwelcoming. Well, they're unwelcoming now, because you got the money, you're giving them money. So they either gonna welcome you or lose their money. Anyways, you have been listening to Eight Black Hands. This is the pride and joy of the people that bring this to you, our team. We have been wanting to do this for a long time, and we are now... Charles, how many episodes are we in now?
1: Oh, man. I know we are over 30. We are over 30. Yeah, we are over 30.
0: So, this this was a dream, you know, and now it's a reality. So, we thank you for listening. When I bump into people who say, hey, I listen to your show, it's an amazing thing. It's an amazing feeling. So, we thank you for watching. Please hit us on Twitter. You can Google us. You can find us on Twitter. Um, And shoot us our your responses to things that we say in these shows it's nice to get feedback it's nice to know whether or not we are completely off track on track what you think so thank you for listening this has been 8 Black Hands peace you have been listening to the 8 Black Hands podcast with Ancrum Cole Elmecki and Stewart if you like what you heard follow us on Twitter our handle is at 8 Black Hands one thank you for listening